All right, Logan, you've convinced me. I I'm I'm a fan of space dogs. See, there it is. <laughs> Beginning, middle, and end of podcast. We're good. That's it. That's the whole <laughs> podcast. We talk. This is now an exclusively space dog centric podcast. I didn't realize there was a whole saga of these movies. This is insane. Snyder yeah. cut to space dogs. Let's go. Space dogs. The Snyder cut. Whoa! Four mm. hours. Please. Four hours of space dogs. Four hours, oh, black and white, 16 by nine. Four by, four by four three. Four by three, sorry, four by oh. three. Yeah, and, and space, and one of the space dogs gets to say fuck. Just one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PatCast. I'm your host, Jeremy Van Suarez. What's up, guys? I'm Jacob Wade. I'm Logan Riley Bruner. <laughs> and um, we have a very special segment of house cleaning to do. In fact, this isn't even house cleaning. This is its own segment right here where we finally get to talk to you about the project that we've been working on so hard for the last few months uh dna our zoom reading our teleplay our edited version of dna with a tremendous cast uh featuring many black wolves collectives members such as logan riley bruner jacob wade michelangelo jorge allison win Ephraim Bernie, Ryan Quigley, Regan Sims, Regan Sims, Olivia Grady, Soranoff Correa, <laughs> and others, and uh, and others. Right? Is that? I feel like I named. Am I missing anyone? Those are our Black Wolves collective members, and I think the others are just friends of I, our who who have so graciously donated their talents to our time. Yes, and made DNA the special. special special production that it is this time around oh yeah i cannot wait personally to see it um but it was a blast acting in it and man oh man do you have something to look forward to dear viewer Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh it is time number three that we are uh, working on dna for at least me and jacob um we started out in high school being uh Behind the tech table, we ran uh, sound and lights for production at our high school. Then in college, uh, Jeremy and I co-directed a production that wasn't able to go up because of uh, some stuff that was going on around the show. Uh, And now we finally get to bring it to life over Zoom uh, as a part of Zoom for Change, which was started by uh, collective member William Callahan in an effort to raise money for the Black Emotional and Mental Health Coalition, also known as BEAN. Uh, There is a GoFundMe page where you can donate to... uh, get your tickets to three nights of theater featuring uh the story by tracy scott wilson uh dinner with friends by donald margulies and dna by dennis kelly we are the last show in this little cycle uh jeremy actually co-directed dna with me because uh in addition to acting i also directed it um but i did not feel as though i could play this character without having someone to like watch me do it um so i was very glad to have him by my side we are very excited we're the last show in this cycle but you should get your tickets now because the story premieres on friday this friday guys april 9th the link is down below as of recording this podcast the uh gofundme for beam has 823 dollars um i am very much hoping as i think all of us are that we can reach at least five thousand dollars that would be great uh, money for donate, a good cause donate a dollar donate five dollars donate ten dollars donate twenty dollars donate whatever you can uh it's an awesome cause uh and you get to see three nights of theater so personally i think it's pretty worth it um mm-hmm. 
We've been working for a long time on this show. We put a lot of dedication in. Uh, just like two days ago, Jeremy and I were like walking around in the post rain, getting video recordings of stuff you know. to add for transitions. Um, we froze for our art. Uh, so we're very excited to get to share this whole thing with you. Um, and we're th very thankful for the collective members and the friends and the colleagues that have uh, donated their time. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us that we have all these incredible artists who are willing to just like jump in with us and, and create something. Uh, it says something about the, the space that we're creating for, uh, for artists and for people that uh, we have so many people willing to uh, just dive in. Um, right. So keep an eye out for that. We will be uh, posting interviews that collective members that are a part of the show have done. So you can kind of get to know them. We'll be posting a little little shots and teasers and stuff throughout the week. Check out our Instagram. Yeah, DNA, DNA, DNA. I'm so excited that I can finally talk about it. There will be links down uh, in the description. And if you would like to learn more about the uh, Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective, you can go to beam.community. That's B-E-A-M.community. The link for that will also be in the description. And with DNA, you know, now out there, out in the open, much like the Snyder Cut, you know, like I was like, well, yes, we're still talking about it. I'm sorry, okay. What do we even talk about in a Snyder Cut world? Space dogs? No, because there is a uh, there's a there's, there's a different um, craze going around. One might call it a panic. One might call it a uh, satanic panic. This past week has been a doozy for uh, our favorite cowboy, Lil Nas X. Um, you mean our favorite child rapper? No, I don't mean our favorite. Rapper? No, well, that's not what I mean, Logan. Uh, in case you've been uh, not living, on not on Twitter or uh, living, uh, I don't know, below Satan's shoe or something. I don't know. That, that's a bit too mean. I take that back. I'm so sorry. Um, in case you've been, in case you've been missing out, this past week, uh, Lonas X finally released "Call Me by Your Name" uh, or Montero, as its proper title is. Um, a track that he leaked on Twitter like a year ago and people have been asking and asking and asking for it and he finally released it. Um, it's a beautiful, openly queer song, you know, I live for it, uh, you know, and some people were like, eh, yeah, this song's pretty good. But what really got people in a doozy was the music video, which makes a lot of biblical references. It does. Um, it starts off with Nas X being uh, one Adam and Eve, I guess, because it's just really him. And then he like goes up to heaven and then slides all the way down to hell on a stripper pole, uh, gives Satan a lap dance, and then kills him. Um, I loved it. People seem to really be in a fit over the uh, the lap dance part. Like they seem to like block out that he like you know kills the king of darkness yeah um and I, I remember as soon as i saw the video i sent it to logan and i was like can't wait for a right-wing conservative twitter to be in a tizzy about this here and come the hot takes <laughs> tizzy they were people were being like well nice think of the children kids love old town road why would you go and make this music yeah that, that's one of the uh many uh, excuses that uh, conservatives are placing upon Lil Nas X instead of, you know, parenting their own children. I'd say that was the only, the only 
thing that they're saying. There's not like multiple reasons that people don't like this video. It's it's that. It's think of the children. Mm -hmm. And it's not Lil Nas's job to raise your children. It and also it's not Lil Nas's fault that your children have good taste. You know, mm, like, that's right, Jacob. <laughs> I would also say, uh, as Lil Nas X pointed out, because uh, noted rapper Joyner Lucas uh, came out and basically said, uh, oh, Lil Nas X knows his audience is all children and Old Town Road was a child's anthem. Um, Old Town Road talks a lot about lean and adultery. And like, he's been very open about these things. Just because your kids listen to the kids bop version does not mean that his music needs to be family friendly. Also, the song doesn't have anything to do with Satanism. The song doesn't have anything to do with satanic panic or religion or anything like that. It's a music video. So if you don't want to watch the music video, which as a Christian, like I don't actually see any issue with, he um, kills Satan. You think Christians would be happy about that? It's also a total political commentary on what Christians say about gay people. That mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, you want me to go to hell because I'm gay? Then fine, I'm going to go there my way and I'm going to take over. Like, I thought that was really cool. It was I a nice really way smart, to say yeah. like, oh, if you're going to be so dismissive and unwelcoming of me, then I'm just going to like go. And so to then turn around and be like, oh, Think of, think of the children. It's like, no, get off your high horse. Uh, stop pretending that this is a bigger deal than it actually is. Uh, and maybe check out what your kids are watching on their laptop. Uh, if you're so worried about them seeing this music video, um, there are a lot of ways to keep them from watching it. Also, yeah, maybe entertain your kids in a way that's not here. Play with your iPad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't dismiss your kid's attention. Like if they're being annoying to you, parents, like don't just put a screen in front of their face to shut them up maybe because they can do whatever they want with that device. On another note, what do you guys think about the shoes? I was just about to get on the topic of the shoes. Um, so <laughs> just, just once again, just in case you've been, you know, taking a long nap recently, the Brooklyn based shoe company mischief that likes to uh, buy uh, Nike shoes and customize them. Uh, came out with their own version of the uh, Nike Air Max 97s. Uh, they're all black with red stitching um, and details such as a uh, 666 and uh, John 10:16, which is a passage from the Bible, which reads, "Oh, sorry, it's Luke 10:18." All right, hang on. He replied, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven." Overs. The shoes also have a uh, pentagram pendant hanging on the uh, the midsole of it, um, and each shoe contains one drop of human blood. Supposedly, only six hundred and sixty-six of them were made, and they were each selling for one thousand and eighteen dollars, much like Luke ten eighteen. Now, where do you get six hundred and sixty-six drops of human blood? See, a lot of people are panicking about how the shoes are promoting Satanism, but I think the more important question is, where is the blood coming from? Yeah. That's not that much blood. It's just an artist's, like, sacrifice for their art, right? But it's not Lil Nas's blood. We don't know where the blood is coming from. Yeah, whose blood's in my shoe? It's, <laughs> it's a super extra, super, like, 
over the top ridiculous thing um that only fueled the fire more <laughs> yeah definitely not for me uh but you know if you want to spend your money on it then do you i guess right yeah i mean like i i wouldn't go around with shoes that say 666 or devil's pentagram but i do like the passage um the luke passage and the drop of blood is a flex it's a nice touch yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is it's like kind of creepy but it's also like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, Nike uh, promptly was like, we have nothing to do with this. Um, reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable. Um, and uh, now the shoes are uh, not are, ta- are being taken off the market because Nike sued Mischief and I guess Nike won. I mean, you could say it's detrimental to the brand. You could also say it's taking their product and making money off it through resale. Um, yeah, but it, under, I get like, the artistic design. I get the... legally. Legally, if you buy a product, you are allowed to resell it with with customizations on it. Mischief has been doing this for years. In fact, a couple of years ago, they sold a Jesus shoe, uh, which was also Nike Air Max, which was like white and blue and had a drop of holy water in it and was blessed yeah. by a priest, which I guess is much more tasteful. Yeah, it's this. not. That's not going to damage the Nike brand. No. Uh, because I remember when the shoes first came out, everyone was like, why is Nike making these devil shoes? It's like, they're not, but you're not going to listen to that because you're too busy panicking. Um, so, yeah, uh, people this to, is... People need to chill, just like yeah. in general. Like this Lil Nas X music video, this world in general, there needs to be a lot more chilling. Like, yeah. Yeah. sit down, smoke some weed. Yeah, because you have, because you know you can do that in New York now. Oh, look at us! Look at this t- three-way segue. Oh, I love it, guys. Um, we're just tag teaming here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. This past week, weed became legal in New York recreationally. That's where we're from. That's where we're from. So we're very happy. <laughs> um, and we have never illegally smoked weed ever in our lives. Just can't wait to try it. Yeah, it's gonna be such an experience. Guys, we don't have to, guys, we don't have to lie. We we went to Colorado, like we've all tried it. Well that, well, I so said we haven't no, we have yes yes we have maybe once or five um and uh so certain laws have immediately gone into effect you are allowed to publicly smoke weed uh in similar places where tobacco is allowed of the few exceptions can't be within 100 feet of a church it has to be outside of new york city parks and beaches um can't do it from like a hospital entrance or a school can't do it inside um but that's fair because we have the rest of the great state of new york to uh enjoy our greenery um when, smoke when in your not, cars when it's not a pandemic yeah you can't smoke in your car also can't smoke inside your car when which it's not a pandemic which i think is smart because like um i heard a lot of people being like there's no driving under the influence laws for marijuana what are we gonna do and well if people aren't allowed to smoke in their car then you kind of clear You're- that issue because yeah, there uh, kind of is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you there's also, there's already consequences for driving while high in New York. There's not like an official like test 
I guess a lot of people are confused about like, oh, there's no breathalyzer for being high. No, but yeah. if it smells like marijuana or or a cop sees you smoking, he can pull you over and will give you a ticket. Well, yeah. it, 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 they actually cannot charge you based on smell. It's not a thing anymore. Which is oh. good. Excellent. They have to find evidence, uh, I guess. Nice. Um, I love that. Then, yeah. In addition to the wonderfulness of being able to smoke in the streets, uh, people convicted of marijuana-related offenses uh, previous to this law uh, that are no that that are now no longer criminalized will have their records automatically expunged. Um, so that's great news. I remember that's something that people were saying that they wanted if we were to go legal. Um, I think the next step is, uh, you know. Re reparations for time spent in jail uh you know money lost jobs lost and all that but uh record expunging is a is a very positive step especially in new york where a lot of marijuana charges were primarily focused on uh black and latino communities after a radically failed war on drugs uh, essentially started to lock up political opponents uh it is lovely to see that we are getting back to uh, because a lot of people don't want anyone to remember that before, uh, I think Richard Nixon, um, pot was legal and you could smoke it and it was fine. Uh, but then uh, politicians realized that all their opponents smoked weed. So if you criminalize the thing that they smoked, you could arrest them. Um, and that is not just some crazy conservative, like conspiracy theory. Uh, that was actually admitted to by like chief of staffs who were like, yes, we started the war on drugs to lock up our political opponents. Um, and it's cost a lot of people their freedom and their money and their lives. Uh, so I'm very glad that we're, we're getting out of that uh, and moving. Uh, we're taking a step back, but forward. Right. That's cool. Thanks, New York. Uh, we will be uh, following the law. Thanks, Governor Cuomo. We know you're in the middle of controversy, and that's the only reason you're doing this, but we appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He really held that in his back pocket, like, yeah. hey! Well, I remember, I remember people being like, uh-oh, this whole legalization might, uh, might not happen because of all this controversy with Cuomo kind of losing support left and right. I mean, I feel like that's the, the easiest way to make it happen is he's been talking about doing it for a long time that like him being in the middle of a controversy that has a lot of people telling him to resign to just drop this thing that a bunch of people want, uh, I think is his way of getting people off his back for a little bit. Don't know if it's going to work, but you know. The rest Thanks. of us will be happy. With that, we're just gonna we're gonna introduce a, a, a new segment. This is a, a test, a test run of the segment called Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey. Let me ask you a question. Uh, sure. Shoot. How was Godzilla versus Kong? Let me tell you guys about it. Godzilla versus Kong was epic in the sense of Titans fighting. Um, there were some twists. There were some turns. There was some pretty good animation, and then there was some questionable animation. But for the most part, it was an entertaining movie. There are some scenes in between the fights that will make you go, Ugh. It's that there human are... drama, isn't it? It's not even drama. It's the comedy that will make you go, 
you know, like when they put comedy in between action, you know, you know, it's mm -hmm. there's it's a genre. Um, <laughs> they they tend to call it uh, action comedy. Yes, yes, they tend to call it action comedy. And let me tell you, this comedy feels very improvised. It feels very high budget actors thrown into a high budget room. It'll look cool and you'll recognize them. That's how it felt. But those animated fights, man. <laughs> so, so good. Sometimes improvised comedy works. I, 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 I've seen it. It's, it's kind of rare, um, sadly. Uh, but a lot of people are doing improvised comedy now. I think it's done really well on the set of the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Improvised comedy goes really well there. I think it worked uh, super throwback, but I think it worked in like Pitch Perfect and stuff like that. But there are certain... I didn't know that was improvised. Oh, a lot of Rebel Wilson's lines were improvised, yeah. Nice. I can uh, believe that. Because she's I funny. Believe it. Yeah. Um, but there are some times that you put a bunch of actors into improv a situation and it just doesn't click. And that's why writers are important. Um, did it feel kind of like we need to get a scene that is this, just go do it and then we'll move on? Yes. Okay, good to know. You'll, you'll see, because I know you guys will watch the movie. It's, oh, yeah. movie that, it's the type of movie that you guys would watch. Mm -hmm. And when you do watch it, I think you'll see what I mean. Now, remind me, which of you have seen Kong Skull Island and Godzilla, see the, the monster one? Because we I, saw the Godzilla one together, didn't we? We saw, uh, I saw Godzilla King of Monsters. I think we all saw it together. Yeah, we right. did. Heard, yeah. I've heard of the three, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla, and Godzilla King of Monsters, that Kong Skull Island is the best from a, like, storytelling, trying to do something other than just a monster movie movie. Right. But in terms of like action, you're looking at Godzilla and Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, I've seen all three. So I'm I'm up to date on my Godzilla verse. Good. Yeah. You're a monster you're monster verse. Good. Mm -hmm. good, good, good. Kaijus. Your kaijus. Yeah, they don't even say the word kaiju. They um, don't? I don't think so. So you should yeah, definitely check it out. Zero out of ten. Don't <laughs> say kaiju. Stop. <laughs> Uh, but that wasn't the only movie that came out this week, even though it's the only one that uh, Jacob has watched. That any um, of us have watched, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are there are I think like nine other movies that are coming out that actually came out yesterday. Nine uh, movies. Well, why don't you tell us all about them, Logan? I certainly will. Uh, I'm. This is a segment that I'm kind of starting up as a part of the podcast uh, because I am kind of the resident AMC A list guy. Before the pandemic, I was the one that would go see that indie movie that you saw a trailer for and thought, maybe I'll watch that at some point, but then never ended up watching. I'm the guy that like actually went and saw it. Uh, so we have nine movies coming out this week. Uh, there are a couple that I'm interested in, a couple that I'm not. Uh, yep. I want to share them with all of you. Yay. Welcome to this new segment called, Maybe I'll Watch That at Some Point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll Watch That at Some Point. Uh, so we have uh, French Exit. It stars Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. Um, which is about a woman who uh, loses all her money and uh, moves to Paris. And it looks funny. People are saying Michelle Pfeiffer gives a really great performance. Uh, my mom wants to see it, so I'll probably end up watching it. As I want to see this one. Yeah. I do. Um, this, might be, this might be a worthwhile watch. Uh, a nice little fun, dry comedy. 
uh, yeah. about uh, losing yourself and finding yourself. And these characters the seem really interesting from the trailer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm not completely positive what the plot line is from the trailer, but like I, uh, I, I, I do want to see this one. It was interesting. For sure. Next up on our list, we have Every Breath You Take, which uh, I didn't realize had Casey Affleck in it until like I watched the trailer because they are not promoting that he is in this movie at all. They are very <laughs> much staying away from the fact that he is in this movie, uh, most likely due to the fact that um, he still has, it's kind of gone away, but he still has the controversy of the fact that he uh, was abusive on set to some people um and uh people don't like working with him so it seems like people are kind of staying away from him uh i would be curious as to know what people's experience on that movie was like um but you know it's a psychological thriller uh i actually think it looks kind of cool uh therapist reveals too much to their client and their client ends up uh killing themselves um it looks very dark Ooh, yeah i'm watching the trailer right now it looks like a, a gritty uh kind of scary but most likely just kind of psychological uh interesting movie um kind of giving me like shutter island vibes i was just gonna say yeah. um so that one could be good that one that one might be one worth watching we also have one that i'm actually really excited for netflix's concrete cowboy with yes. elba and caleb i don't want to mess up his mclaughlin name. thank you uh caleb mclaughlin from uh stranger things uh, we are and Jarrell Jerome. Yes, and Jarrell Jerome, uh, and Method Man. Um, the the cast looks great. the The cinematography looks just beautiful. It's part of Netflix's Movie a Week. Uh, this is this week's movie, based uh, on a true story. Yes, based on the real life cowboys uh, that that actually lived in this town and actually like ran things. Um, I'm very excited and still to this day continue to be cowboys. Uh, in in North Philadelphia. Um, super excited for this one. I, I think this actually looks really, really good. It's nice to see Caleb getting to play a part that's not Stranger Things. That's that's something new. Millie Bobby Brown kind of got her shot. Finn has gotten his thing. Uh, Gatton's gotten his thing. Um, so to give Caleb his, his momentum and his movement feels very right, and I'm very excited about that. We have a foreign language film called M. Munson, The Greatest Expedition, which is about the British and the, I think either the Norwegians or the Swedish, uh, racing them to Antarctica to, uh, I guess, like colonize it. It looks like an adventure movie. It looks like it's like, who's going to get to Antarctica first? Not my cup of tea. Uh, Jeremy might be a movie for you as a lover of uh, exploration movies such as Interstellar um oh okay i was so, wondering how you were gonna tie that to me we'll mm -hmm. see we'll see uh if jeremy's like colonization <laughs> <laughs> yeah they colonize places in interstellar yeah i guess they kind of do <laughs> we're going from the like movies that you know to the movies that you don't know that like might be worth seeing uh say your prayers uh which stars harry melling uh known best for playing dudley dursley and also for being in the queen's gambit um He's doing a movie that looks like it's about uh, radical Christians uh, trying to kill somebody. Oh, but someone makes a shoe and the world goes crazy. Uh, it seems very apt for the times. These I don't know two if British blokes who kill the wrong guy. 
yeah, British blokes who kill the wrong guy. Uh, looks like a major comedy. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Also, huge, huge. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. We've got, uh, I think, the fourth film in the Space Dogs saga. Space oh, Dogs my gosh. Uh, Going to be wild. Huge <laughs> adventure. Super excited about that. New characters. New dogs. All right. This time, I'm here for it. We've got The Unholy starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which makes my little horror fan heart sing. Uh, it's about a girl who says that she uh, has had contact with the Virgin Mary uh, and can um, use her to perform miracles. Uh, but it appears that <laughs> the Virgin Mary might not be the Virgin Mary. Um, so Maybe it's Bloody Mary. We shall see. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this. I haven't seen a really, really, really good, really scary horror movie in a little while. So uh, I'm excited to sit down and watch that. You know, they're releasing this on Holy Weekend. Uh, as of recording this, For this is good Holy Weekend. Reason. Good Friday and Easter. Um, but you know, I don't see many Christians up in arms about this movie. Well, I think it's because this movie seems like it's focusing on the fact that Okay, I haven't seen the movie yet. This is my prediction. Yeah, no, none of us have seen the movie. I think the idea is that Christians have gotten to such a place where they're just looking for miracles and just looking for, like, the next Messiah that they're so willing to just commit to something that is basically blasphemy. Because in Christian theology, pledging your soul to anybody that's not God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Trinity is considered blasphemous so if someone came along and said pledge your soul to the virgin mary that's like an instant red flag so mm. to see that like the whole holy community in this movie very much takes her up quickly and is like yes let's let's put this girl at the front of our movement i think is trying to say look at how far we've gone from where we should be this is the disaster that is waiting for us if we continue down this path. I think it's an interesting thing. I will be interested to hear what uh, major members of the Christian community say about it. I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, hot takes, um, but I'm interested in seeing it for myself. Final two, we've got we've got the Oak Room, uh, RJ Mitty, which looks like it's like a story within a story. It kind of looks like a vignette type movie. Love R.J. Mitty from Breaking Bad. Cool to see him playing new characters. Interested to see how this turns out. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, and finally, we have Shiva Baby, uh, which was written by a female Jewish writer about uh, her experience being Jewish. And uh, Shiva and all of the amazing things that uh, go along with it. It's about a girl who meets a sugar daddy but then ends up running into him at a family function and finds out that he has a wife and a kid Ooh. and complications ensue. Oof. Uh, sounds like euphoria. Yeah, sounds uh sounds like a lot of a lot of fun movies that uh could be interesting, could be funny. Um I am intrigued by that one. Uh so those are the movies that are coming out this week. Uh, we will see what I'm able to watch before next Saturday. <laughs> um, hopefully I'll be able to come back and tell you guys what you should check out. Uh, if you guys happen to check out any of these movies, uh, you guys, Jacob and Jeremy, or you guys, uh, the audience, let us know what you think. Let us know if there's one that we should watch. Let us know if there's one we should stay away from. Uh, we are always happy to hear opinions on film and uh, art. And we're always looking for, for new things to, to promote and to... Uh, more art to consume. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, wait. wait. Speaking before, of before before we get to that, there was just 
two trailers that I wanted to shout out really quick of movies that are not coming out this week. Um, the first one is the trailer for Zola, um, yes. which is based on this uh, this crazy Twitter thread. Um, written by a black woman. Uh, written by a black woman, yes. And, uh, uh, co-written by a black woman and Jeremy O'Harris, who is best known for writing the, sla- uh, not the slave play, sorry, slave play. Let's say the black woman's name. Janixa Bravo. Uh, she is both the director and the writer. She's known for writing and directing a film called Lemon uh, from three years ago. <gasps> oh, oh, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry. <laughs> it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's another movie called Tangerine. So I got really excited. Yeah, but it's not movies. the same movie. <laughs> um, very excited. Uh, this one's going to be interesting. What did you say the name was? Janixa bravo uh, okay well i'm reading here on nbc news that it's based on the infamous twitter thread uh posted by uh Ozzie wells king there you go uh this is based on a true story um well, and the plot it's, it's based oh, on it's based on a twitter thread that says it's a true story there's been a lot of controversy about whether any of this actually happened but you know in the world of twitter what happens anymore what is truth in our world at this point? The film follows a Detroit waitress named Zola who strikes up a new friendship with a customer, Stefani, who convinces her to join a weekend of dancing and partying in Florida. And what at first seems like a glamorous trip full of uh, hoism rapidly transforms into a 48-hour journey in, uh, involving a nameless pimp, an idiot boyfriend, some Tampa gangsters, and other unexpected adventures. I've known about this story for a while uh, because when I was in college, uh, I took an adaptation class where someone took this Twitter thread and wrote an adaptation of it. So mm. I'm interested to see what this movie does with it. Uh, Nicholas Braun is uh, in it, in addition, who we love from Succession, uh, in addition to Taylor Page, who's playing Zola, and Riley Keough, who's playing Stefani. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy, giving me very uh, Spring Breakers vibes. Yeah. Like, Honestly, kind of tangerine vibes. So I'm kind of glad that you brought that up, Jeremy. Um, should be should be dark and twisted. Uh, yeah. Definitely not going to be a movie for the parents. Definitely not going to be a movie for the kids. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but you know what is going to be in a movie for the kids? Space Jam, A New Legacy. The sequel, the long-awaited sequel. I mean, I personally wasn't waiting for a sequel to Space Jam. Um, but here we are. LeBron James. LeBron James is our Michael Jordan. Uh, the Looney Tunes are back in action. Uh, and I mean, do I really need to go through a plot description? The Looney Tunes are going to play basketball, guys. Again. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of excited about it because it looks like it looks like like Ready Player One almost. It really does. Uh, I think when it first got announced, I was one of the people that was like, do we need a reboot of Space Jam? Like, yeah. why are we doing this? But this actually looks like an original take on the concept. It looks like they took the same general idea of the Looney Tunes play basketball with an NBA star. But instead of fighting for Earth, they're fighting for LeBron James's son. So it feels more personal. I watched the trailer with my mom and my mom looked at me and went, hey, LeBron James can act. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Don I, Cheadle's I, also in this too. Don Cheadle's in it. Uh, the it Cheadle looks like Don- he's playing like the god of the server verse. 
which is like great awesome i love it for you good for don Cheadle. uh i'm excited i'm excited for it now i'm i'm looking forward to it and with that nom 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 friends what are we consuming logan let's start with you oh okay uh i'm still watching criminal minds which i adore Mm -hmm. um it's so much fun uh it's so much fun despite being a show about serial killers um (laughs) very fun i finally finished assassin's creed unity so we're done with that uh, I'm playing through Watch Dogs Legion and uh, Far Cry 5 still. Uh, I just downloaded Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, so we will see how fast I'm able to get through that. Um, still watching The Great British Baking Show with my mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all could use some baking in our lives. Jujitsu Kaisen, I watched uh, a few episodes of with Jeremy. It's Logan fun. asked me to watch an episode and I felt so proud. Uh, I finished uh, season one of Fantasy High, which is fantastic. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm hoping to cons- consume a few movies this week. That's my real... I want to get back to watching movies. I haven't done it in a while, uh, and I do miss it. So We've been kind of busy making our own. Yeah, we've yeah. been editing on a constant basis, and so the idea of sitting down to watch a two-hour movie after a day of editing is not appealing to me. Um, but I, I want to get back to it now that editing is finishing up and, uh, I'll have more time on my hands. So, uh, hopefully next week I'll have a couple of the movies that we talked about today to, uh, talk about and content I've consumed. Jacob. Nice. Yeah. I watched, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I've been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Binding of Isaac, which are both great games. Thank you so much, Logan. He got them for me for my birthday this past week. Of course. Been playing some Mario Kart and um what else is there you know what i'm gonna leave it at that that's what i've been consuming this nice. past week jeremy All right i too have been playing mario kart uh i recently watched the uh like one shot anime miniseries burn the witch um which is uh created by uh Taite Kubo, who also made Bleach. Uh, apparently, they take place in the same universe, so it was cool to see them connect. RuPaul, we're in a top four now of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, and my girl Simone has been killing it since day one. She's gonna win. I know it. Y'all can quote me on that. Simone, I love you so much. If you're watching this for some reason, you're so great. Um, watching Jujutsu Kaisen with Logan playing watchdogs legion as well i got it because it's uh, the multiplayer just dropped and i was like eh, let, me, let me play some more games with my friends um still playing through kentucky route zero i am on the final act uh, although i need to go and replay act four because apparently uh something cool happens when you beat it twice Nice. Um, there's also a lot of choices that you can make in act four right it's like the choices you make along the river are basically like stay on the boat or like visit this place um and you can only do one at a time so when you replay it you can see the other side of the story whatever happened um still playing animal crossing still playing Warzone. uh i just bought uh disco elysium final cut uh which was uh ign's like pc and narrative game of the year of 2019 and it finally came out on playstation i've been waiting for this game for a long time haven't started it yet uh but uh when i do i'll let you guys know please i played the first level in the uh in hitman 2 uh with logan and we had a lot of fun 
my run was very simple and clean. My target came through the door. Uh, she saw me. She came up the stairs. I shot her and I got out safely. Logan tried to poison listen, her tea. Listen, listen. <laughs> I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be sneaky. I was like, I just watched Jeremy do this in like the kind of easy way, the shooter in the head. I want to do the like the hitman style. I want to creative. Go- I want to be creative. So I like snuck in, I snuck my way around and nobody saw me and I was hiding and I was waiting. And then the guy like looked away for a second and I went to poison her tea and then he turned right back around and looked Okay, but see, from my perspective, he was already looking in your direction when you went to go press the button. Yeah. It was, so it was chaos, chaos ensued, uh, but afterwards he like put on the disguise of one of the bodyguards and like caused some more chaos and made, he actually ended up making the target drown herself. Yeah, she was like, she sprinted out of the house, right? Cause she was freaking out. She was like, someone's here to kill me. She got to a car, she was hiding. I threw a frag grenade and then fireworks went off on the car. And so she ran again and I got her away from her people and she saw me coming and she was like, nope. And just ran into the ocean. And I was like, I'm not going to stop you. If this is what you want, then this is what you want. And she just, she went for it. And so I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess that was way number two that we could have done this. So um, I want to play this game now. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get you in so that you can try a third version of, uh, of events see how many different ways we can do this yeah i'm sure there's so many ways that you can play each one of that's kind of that's kind of part of the charm of like hitman that it has this like this like sandbox replayability uh so i downloaded the uh the first hitman game to see if i can like actually get into it now that i actually completed a mission um and that was a tangent of what i was consuming but that's basically it uh so thank you all for watching once again uh make sure you go check out the links in our descriptions to check out zoom for change donate to beam at uh, www.beam.community and go then to the gofundme oh yeah actually not, even better not beam.community for the donations yeah. i mean if you want to make extra donations then please by all means go ahead but come to but the, the way that we're doing ticket sales is through the gofundme it's not a sale of a ticket, but it's a proof of donation, which will get you a link to our show. So Yeah, and because of the way GoFundMe works, the money doesn't go to us. It goes straight to Beam. Uh, so regardless of if you donate on the GoFundMe or on their website, uh, it's going to the exact same place. So it's actually probably smarter to donate on the GoFundMe because then you'll have proof that you, uh, you were a part of this thing um, and you'll get tickets to see a show. Uh, if after the GoFundMe ends uh, and you're watching this months down the line for some reason, uh, I don't know who would watch back a podcast, but you know, if you decide I've done it. to do it, then uh, Beam.Community, you can, you can donate to them directly once our GoFundMe ends. Um, and you can also check out their work. They do really incredible things. We're very excited to be partnered with them. Special thanks to Will Callahan again for setting this whole thing up. Uh, this Friday, The Story by Tracy Scott Wilson, do not miss it, directed by the incredible Christina Franklin, uh, who is nominated for a Drama Desk Award for her Ooh. work on Ooh. her work on The Last Five Years and Don't Stay Safe. For the last five years and don't stay safe. Thank you, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very happy to be working with her. Also a part of that show, we have Mara Lucas, Nicole Johnson, who is known for uh, the organization Move. Uh, she also just did a talk back with Stuart Whitley Casting uh, about equity in Broadway, which we were all very excited for her for. 
uh, Dwayne Burris, Will Callahan, Tia McDonald, Stephanie Winland, Justin Boyd, and Richie Dupkin with some voiceover from uh, some other actors, maybe some familiar voices. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Definitely, 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 definitely check it out. The play is incredibly well-written. Uh, the cast has done a really great job. I've gotten to see like little clips. So I'm super excited to actually see the whole thing. I am donating tonight so that I can get my ticket for it. Uh, so go, 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 go. Get your ticket. Do not miss it. Cause if you miss it, you're never going to be able to see it again. And you're going to regret it. That's um, right. So yes, go get your tickets. We're super thrilled to be a part of this. Uh, and we can't wait to share it with you. That's right. Uh, thank you everyone for watching the Pat cast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Jacob Wade. And I'm Logan Riley Bruner. And this time we didn't forget to say our names. Have a great day. Later. Bye.